What's up, motherfuckers? All right, tonight we have a special guest back. Bumbles. You cheating piece of shit. What's going on? I'm not cheating right now. <laughs> I'm being good. I'm trying. Well, we're having you back <laughs> on because so many people, because you at the last of the last episode you were on, you made a comment about maybe I can come back on and talking about the fact that I did all this as a big woman and I've lost all this weight. And apparently that resonated yeah. with a lot of people because they have requested many times that I have you back on for this. Yeah, I mean, it, it dramatically changed at least my orgasms, I can say that. Can't Interesting. Um, <laughs> in the hopes of not going crazy and fucking this all up pertaining to the last episode which was sex and ph do you think weight your weight loss has played any part in sex and your ph yes i think it has um i think for me though it was more behavioral i when i was ready to to deal with being a completely different size. And I kind of went out and enjoyed myself for a while. Um, I definitely had a lot more UTIs and the bacterial stuff that all goes down there. Uh-huh. Um, I, I also think my immune system's different. Hmm. Um, so, and we can get into that cause it has a lot to do with how I lost my weight. Okay. Um, but I think it was more behavioral. And if I had to think about like how anyone has lost weight when they get more confidence, when they're more acceptable size and you feel better when you're at a healthy weight, like your whole body feels better. So you naturally are more confident. So I think your sex life changes. This might be a hot take, but I feel like, I feel like the more, the better your mental health is, the better sex that you're going to be having. I don't know about that. I know. I know. That's why I was like, I think that this is going to be a hot take with you. And we don't have to like dive down this rabbit hole in this episode. But I do feel like the better you feel about yourself, the better sex that you're going to be having. And that, that said, if you're mentally unstable and you're feeling suicidal. <laughs> okay, you had to DM, go there. DM me. DM me. I, I'll make sure you're okay. I'm worried about you, <laughs> and we'll get through this together. <laughs> you had to go suicidal. And if you're a man, and that all of... applies to you, watch out, gonna... man. How it works out for you, bro. But they have to be under 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just extended his age range, didn't you hear? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Oh, oh no, I saw that, but I mean... <laughs> I still think he's gonna be picky as fuck. I didn't really it's gonna have to be like a thirty-nine-year-old who just freaking got like Ooh, everything nipped and tucked, so she kind of looks twenty-nine. That's a, you're pushing it with the thirty-nine. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and I, I'm not into like any of the fake kind of anything. So if she got nipped and tucked and totally fucked, like wouldn't really mean much to me because that shit kind of turns me off. 
Yeah, I can understand that. Okay, so did you say that you had a recent story that related to our la- to the last podcast, the Sex and PH? Oh yeah. So, um, actually, the guy who has fucked me from my heaviest to my smallest, um, we'll call him maintenance guy because that's what I call him. <laughs> He's my maintenance. Wait, like um, maintenance, like maintenance sex guy. Yeah, and he helps me around the house. Oh. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I need my ACs in and I'm horny. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, like um maintenance man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, when Well, nobody's ever going to figure that out. <laughs> People like feel it's really degrading for me to call him that, but he like, doesn't mind cuz he finds the humor in it. He sounds like he's And he's guy. also a twin He's 24, so I've, like, I've trained him well. Sugar mama. Um, so the first time we fucked, when I got to my smallest, like, we were doing crazy shit that we could never do before because I was so small. Like, just, you know, picking me off, doing other positions and stuff. And he's huge, like, beautiful cock. That's beautiful and uh he can get a lot deeper now and i had an iud at the time and let's just say after he left i was on the floor crying calling the paramedics because everything hurt oh my god (laughs) yeah it was bad and i was i thought i was dying i didn't think it had anything to do with him i thought something was severely wrong with me and I actually called my ex that lived downstairs, the one that I talked about. Oh I cheated God. on all that time. Oh. And he's like, do you need me to take you to the hospital? And then he figured it out. He's like, wait, I'm not taking you to the hospital for some other guy fucking you. Right. Like, I don't bitch. <laughs> so the paramedics took me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then what wound up being the issue? So... I go in there, so I have some stomach things, which we'll get into when about my weight loss. So I went in there thinking, well, um, I told him about all my history, and I totally told the, I don't know, resident, attending, I don't know, intern, some guy, all about my sex. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was just like, you know what? Every, everything's relevant. It's like, yeah. that area's hurting. Like, we got to figure it out. No, truly. And after being there all night, he just comes in he's like yeah so we just think you have a uti i'm like i don't think so like i was in pain like severe pain so i'm thinking was like the iud like really getting fucked up and then me getting a uti Hmm. interesting okay that's it but i was um yeah that's all i got that was also around the time shortly after around the time where I got my first STD so I wasn't Ooh. I was enjoying myself yeah. <laughs> a little too much I mean I would say I, I think that the moral of this story is be honest with your doctors and tell your doctors everything <laughs> because you're right everything could be relevant and we appreciate the patient who overshares and maybe tells us a little more than we want to know or need to know than like the patient who just doesn't tell you anything because then like where it's like like denying up 
denying things up and down even though like I don't know even though like we have a urine drug screen that shows otherwise or something like that you know so if I go into the doctor because my penis is itching and discharging I should I should be honest about the fact that I'm having sex. I should know. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, a virgin. Gonna, yeah. And if, if you want to make his day and give him a good story, tell him what kind of sex you had. Details. I yeah, make actually, my doctors, I I, I whether there's someone find. at the ER or at someone I know, laugh with all my fucking stories. They know oh, I, I have no shame that. in my game at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my doctor than... in New York City... She was the one who gave me the prescription for the morning after pill, and she knew when my name was on the schedule. She was she's just coming in for an STD check. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Nice. Well, before we get into this lovely topic, um, what, what did we just talk about that was all over my fucking snap? I know we've been talking about big tits versus small tits, and I guess that kind of pertains to this conversation. What yes. What has the conversation about big tits versus small tits been? Like, what have been, have people been arguing for one thing or, oh, it was like small tits, like people that are when, obsessed with small tits are like perverted or something? No, no, no. That was no. part of it, wasn't Not it? Not perverted. We're all perverts. No, she, she said. She said that when when men are too obsessed with their small tits, and I know this chick. She's been following for a long time, and she's made this comment to me before. So I was like, "Fuck it, let me put it out and see what people say." But her thing is that she thinks if a man is too obsessed with how small her tits are, that he's a pedophile, and she was like. She made some comment about looking like a teenager, which, bitch, you're damn near 40. You don't look like a teenager. <laughs> Not even close. Sorry, bitch. <laughs> Come on, move it on. But I wanted to fucking put it out there because I wanted to see it, what other people thought. And not one, like, from women that are attracted to other women with small breasts to the men, not or to the women that had small breasts, not one person really, really was able to identify with exactly what she said. Oh, like, like, agree with that? Like, yeah, like, make a connection between somebody being interested in small tits to being a pedophile, which yeah. I agree with. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I can really comment. I feel like I've no. always been, like, decently average. Like, I don't feel, like, super crazy big, but I also, like, don't feel like I'm small. I'd say you have above average size breasts. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we have, like, a solid C. Yeah, C or D. Yeah, C or D. Depending yeah. on, like... That's why I said a solid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very anyway. jealous. I used to have triple Ds, and now mine are, like... They're Cs, but I kind of have to fold them into my bra. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like, I went and saw a plastic surgeon about doing some work and I was just like yeah so there's C but you have to fold them and she was like I love it when people are just open about it <laughs> I'm like it's true I know they're not a C anymore yeah. <laughs> oh man that's awesome it's so cute um... my my boobs always were um identified my sexuality so that has been hard for me not having like pretty boobs because like when you were bigger you 
like was that the one of the aspects that you like uh no I've always showed my cleavage even when I didn't have any like I was just I came out of my mom's room going this I'm sexual like this is just who I am okay okay. (laughs) yeah no I I've always been very comfortable in my body no matter what period in my life that's awesome yeah something to be proud of I mean I sure I definitely have body image issues from being overweight most of my life, but I've always felt I was, I still would get like naked with the girls in the locker room or something. Like I wasn't that ashamed of my body and clearly with the amount of men I've slept with, I wasn't (laughs) afraid to get naked. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) All right. Before we jump into all of this main topic stuff, you're both in the medical field, right? Yeah. Yes. Either one of you ever heard of Pika disease? Pika, yeah. Pika? Pika, yeah. Yep. One of the first clients I worked with outside of out of college, he had Pika. Hmm. That wasn't what you saw him for, was it? No, I worked, he was a teenager. I worked in a group home for teenagers with intellectual disabilities, so he had autism. He was okay. almost nonverbal. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of you would have address that a little bit I would imagine or have to like deal firsthand with that yeah everything was locked up yeah all the cabinets we had gasoline for the generator that would had to be locked up because he had drank at once yeah, yeah it's okay, uh... so for people that don't know Pika... hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> I do not know what it is okay oh I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> but I oh no I know now but I met <laughs> A couple people at the hot springs uh, a couple weeks ago and one of them is working with somebody that has this disease mm-hmm. which i knew nothing of but then i got a lesson in it oh good. <laughs> do t- so do which share. which What's one of you no 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 i'm not gonna be the one you two are both in the medical field which one of you would like to tell what this shit is what is this shit it's when you eat stuff that's not food you have like an impulse urge to eat stuff that's not food i want to say okay. that i want to say that the most common form of pica is eating dirt and that mm-hmm. there are some time or like some times that it can be traced to people that have like mineral deficiencies in their body oh. and that that triggers it and if you fix their mineral deficiencies you fix their pica um, but that isn't like every case. That's just, I believe, the most common form and type. Is that accurate? Would you say? Um, the kid, the bull. He's a guy now. The guy I worked with, he well, because he was where he was at on the autism spectrum. He would he would eat dirt, but also he like you you couldn't tell if he was trying to eat it or like stem off it because he just he was someone who loves to stem off anything so sometimes you you just didn't know if it was sensory or the pica and i mean it's dirt it's not gonna kill him it's not like we would let him eat a lot but if we noticed he was doing it we would stop him but um it was the more dangerous stuff that we were concerned about Uh, but yeah literally he had no impulse control about anything yeah that related like just strange stuff I mean, he would ha- 
it wasn't like it controlled him to the point where he was just obsessive the whole day, but you had to keep an eye on him because he would realize, oh, I'm, that Tupperware looks good, yeah. you know? Yeah, like yeah. it's not it's not limited to dirt. Like people will eat literally anything. Okay, okay, all right, chill for a second. Light bulbs, because, plastics, because like fucking pencils. I guess I guess this woman didn't explain it clear enough for me. But this person's personal battle pica? with pica. Yes, she was a personal pica survivor. No, 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 no. She's a she's some sort of. Do they have meetings? <laughs> She's a therapist, some sort of therapist. Anyway, this this person was coming to live with her to try to deal with these issues. But this girl that is that was coming to live with her eats shit. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear you. The girl that she was about to start helping eats shit. Oh, I've worked with an individual who ate his own shit. I have not, and I hope I never have. <laughs> Wait until you get a smearer. They're fun. Oh, oh I, I, I already have. Like, <laughs> I already have. So, hold on. Fun. So, I'm sitting there, and this girl is telling me and this other guy what this shit is. And, you know, she was saying, like, you know, it, if she's good, we're allowed to give her X, Y, and Z for a treat or whatever. And the guy looks at her and goes, I think she had said, we give her tea or something. And she was like, the dude was like, oh, no tea today. I see a little poopy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So would she eat her own poo? Like she would yes. shit and eat it? Yes. Would she freeze it first? I had a dog once that like You had a dog that would freeze its shit? No. If you have a dog that froze its shit, where's that dog right now? No. I need to talk to this dog. No, but like when they, when their shit would be like frozen outside, they would eat it more than like in the summertime. Okay, animals be doing that shit. We're talking about people. You said did she freeze it? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, poopsicles, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Poopsicles. Man. I, I don't know. My dog said Fudge they're good. Fudgesicles. My dog said they're good. Like... Your dog talks to you. She <laughs> <laughs> said your dog said they're good. All right. Anyway. So this person described pica disease to you as eating your own shit. Yeah. That was what you thought this was? 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. No. She didn't explain it as, like, eating anything. She's I guess she was just talking about pertaining to that case, which yeah. led to great topics. Yeah, it, she it once did. had a man did whose anus fell into her hand. <laughs> what? These sound like things that she shouldn't have been sharing with you. <laughs> just saying. Sounds like a lot of violations. She didn't use any names. <laughs> I don't know poop butt's name. Yeah, I don't know. Fine line. Not something I would do, but. Okay. Well, luckily for me, there's people like her out there. Yes, true. True. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I wasn't there for this. I so. thought it was going to be a much funnier conversation. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not what you thought it was. 
Definitely not. <laughs> you let us explain it first, man. Yeah, that's why. Well, I could tell by the way you were talking about it. I was like, all right, this isn't 100% accurate the way I have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we're going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fine with that. Uh, I will say, I was out to fucking dinner with Big Bird. I just have to share this because it's one of the most embarrassing fucking things. She from tends to be my, doing that. From my quasi-best friend who thinks she's a social justice race warrior. I'm in a fucking Indian restaurant with this fucking retard. And the woman's, like, taking our order and shit. And I'm pretty much done <laughs> oh ordering. Oh, God. I know where this is. And the woman asks, like, one last thing before she's walking away. And this stupid <laughs> bitch says, See? Oh my, my god. mouth dropped. I looked at it. I was like, the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh yes, yes, sorry. I was like, see? Oh my really? God. You fucking racist bitch. Like one language is all one <laughs> like, foreign language is all foreign language? Like what? <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed, uh, but also felt like laughing so hard in my life. Oof. Yeah, that's a tough one. Alright. Can we get in the meat of this? We can jump on into the thick of it. Awesome. I'm trying to use euphemisms. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is why you're not allowed to name this episode. I, know, I shouldn't be allowed to talk on this episode. You shouldn't. <laughs> I think you're doing it on well, purpose. I can't help it. I would love to hear your thoughts on things, so don't hold back. Nope. <laughs> I didn't think he was. <laughs> he has um, very distinct preferences, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah? I, mean, I didn't even think that that was necessary, I... but okay. <laughs> no, when I first started following you, it was when I was enjoying life in Manhattan in my 20s. I was having fun. Um, I asked you if you slept with bigger girls, and you were very polite about it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, and it, my whole life, I've known that people are attracted to what they're attracted to, and it's that's fine. But you just you can be polite about it. You know, you Absolutely. don't have to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, listen when when you're doing what what I do and have done it for so many fucking years. You get all walks of life, men, women, big, small, old, young, come at you and, you know, when I have sex or offer sex or whatever, it's not my job to fucking hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm also, like, if I want to hurt your fucking feelings, I don't need to go after how you look. Like, I can hurt your fucking feelings based on, like brain shit i guess why you gotta be so evil right now i'm just like, uh, but i'm just saying like i i think it's such a cop-out anybody that attacks somebody else appearance. on, on p appearance weight anything of the sort so it's like it's not my job to be mean to people like what like you said i was very respectful and i, I guarantee you i know the conversation because i've had it a million times over the last seven years so yeah like I try to be respectful of everyone. 
and like in fairness i like your 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 preferences are not like um unhealthy i think like like you don't you don't like you don't like model size people you know like i i remember like when i was following you said that your preference was petite and i was like oh my god like that's not me like <laughs> like but, i remember that, but when so I many different started... so many different people interpret what petite means You're right but i remember when i first started talking to you i was like is is this petite enough like i, I don't know <laughs> you know i think i'm very average and like no i would I, say you, i would say you have an athletic body type yeah but that's not petite and no, so i, I think I that like for you to say i think that for you to say p- petite was like it's also a little bit misleading or at least to me like when i hear petite i i think like i literally think like victoria's secret model type of thing or okay. the old you know the old victoria's secret model before they became progressive then woke yeah <laughs> um uh, I understand I what I, she's saying, though. Yeah, That's just how we were conditioned yeah, at, as women. So I, think, I, but I think the narrative is changing. What people think petite is, and yeah, well, it's all, I mean, I all that shit's a matter of perception. Yeah, but I mean, people would call me petite now, and like, I don't know. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I. I think it's easier just for me to be like petite than the same way it's easier for me to be like 23 to 29. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sitting there and trying to explain myself because everyone's perception of words is so fucking different. It, like, you ask 10 people what, what the same word is and, you know, what the definition of the same word is, and they all have a different definition of it because their perception yep. of it is different. So I think it's just easier to just spit that one out. I don't know. I feel like we took over her story. <laughs> no, I, I think everything you guys are saying and we're talking about is very relevant. Cool. Appreciate that. <laughs> that vote of confidence. <laughs> How did we um, get on that? I don't know. I think that we were trying to transition into talking like fully, fully about this topic rather than just like flirting with this topic as we have been for the last 20 so w- minutes. I'll just but, tell you guys how I lost the weight, and we'll yeah, go from there. Awesome. That's, I think, the most important thing <laughs> okay. that people want to know. So um, two years ago, I had gastric bypass surgery. Um, so my, like, whole weight loss journey has been, I would say, like, by most people who have been overweight for as long as I have been, um, where there was periods where they were a lot thinner and they were doing really well, and then – they gain the weight back. So that happened throughout my life. Like I was like, what I guess we would call thick in high school. And then I gained weight in college, took the freshman 15 and went with it. A little bit of an overachiever, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you took a freaking fat kid out of New York city and I went up to school in uh, Western New York and there was like no subway stairs and walking everywhere. And I was like, pasta bar at the dining hall you know (laughs) um but 
I went back to New York City and I was at my smallest in my 20s and that was fun. And I liked being at that weight. I liked the attention I got from people. Um, I felt really comfortable, like physically. Um, but I came back to Maine and gained a lot of weight. And I knew this was the only way I was going to make a difference in my, like, because it was starting to affect my health for the first time in my life. So can we stop for one second? And can you give like, yes. a, uh, I mean, everyone I think knows what the gastric bypass surgery is for the most part, but can you give it a little bit more of an accurate description for people that may not know exactly? Yeah. So the two most common surgeries that places do now is a gastric bypass where they go in, they cut your stomach into like, a golf ball size and take out the rest and reroute the intestines and stuff. They do it like liposcopically now. So it's a day surgery almost. You're there like maybe overnight. Um, and your diet completely changes because your stomach is so small. Um, there's a, it's a whole like program. I was in the program for a year and a half before I had the surgery. Um, some people do it quicker than me, but I had a lot of things I had to work on with my mental health since I'm bipolar, a bunch of other fun stuff. So I wanted to make sure if I was going to do something that drastic, it was going to stick. And I worked on like the behavioral stuff. Because if you don't work on the behavioral stuff, you won't be successful in weight yeah. loss in any way you do it. Yeah, I've seen it both ways. And then the other most common form? Um, is the sleeve yeah. where they go in and they staple your stomach, which from my understanding, just from being in the program and being a social worker, um, most people who do the sleeve, it's because they have a lot of other medical concerns. Um, and I was told they don't do the band anymore because it's not successful. And they had to go in and do a lot of like taking it out and doing a different surgery. Yeah. So that's not offered I'm hoping nowhere, but who knows? Yeah, you never know. Sketchy stuff. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. I haven't. I haven't heard. Um, yeah. There's also injectables now that are considered equally effective. What's, to... what's the success rate on that? Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but what I can tell you is if... You main you get to your goal weight and you maintain that for two years, you're more successful. Everyone I know personally and from the research that I did on my own, because I go down like rabbit holes, like I researched my surgeon, everything. I wasn't fucking around. I was like, that's my body. Um, showed if you be, went back to like drinking and became like a functional alcoholic, it wouldn't work. Everyone I know who's, I'd say a maybe not a functioning alcoholic, but bordering that line, all gain their way back or a big portion of it. So I'm almost at two years at a stable weight and I've never been a big drinker. I'm a pothead. Like that's my bias. Mm -hmm. So hmm. what, what brought you to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take this leap and do this surgery like what was it what happened in your life that made you decide to go down that road um 
my blood pressure started to get high. They were starting to talk to me about pre-diabetes. My like whole body was hurting. Like my feet were swollen at the end of the day. I was at my heaviest. I was like 268 at my heaviest. And I was 31 when I went into the program. And I was in that abusive relationship with my ex. I don't know. I just kind of was like, I just qualified for it from my BMI. Like nothing else in my life made me qualify it for. So I was still kind of like healthy, but I was on like, you're about to be really unhealthy. Um, So I was like, let me do something for myself. So I went into the program. Um, But I didn't rush to the surgery because I knew I needed to work on the behavioral stuff and I loved my dietitian and I ended up finding my wonderful counselor who keeps me sane for public safety (laughs) (laughs) amazing amazing so wait how how tall are you since you you said 268 I am five like just over five two but five two that's what's on my driver's license oh my yeah (laughs) So did you, did you see I'm the gonna... pictures I sent you guys? Very, very briefly. Wow. Oh, wow. That is a hell of a difference, girl. Whoa. You said you're only 5'2"? Five 5'3"? Five yeah. I'm five, yeah. Tall as fuck in that picture. Don't you see the tallest shit in that picture? Yeah, she does. Wow. So that's one thing I've been doing. I took a photo shoot at my heaviest. Like, right when I got into the program, because you have to, like, while you work on your behavioral stuff and work with a dietitian, you have to lose a portion of your body weight. It's different for each program. Yeah. Um, Like, for me, I had no goal. They just wanted me to consistently lose because losing weight when you're on the medications I'm on for my bipolar disorder is very difficult. Yeah. So that's another thing, too, is if I, I get to a I got to a point where I was gaining a little bit of weight and I was like, Oh fuck. So I was like, is it behavioral or like, are my meds working against me? Like what's going on? I have to like really analyze it, but that's my life right now. So before we get too far from where we were talking about the the surgery on, so you explained like there's a, there's quite a process to the surgery. Mm-hmm. Is there a second surgery after the weight is lost and has been off, or is mm-hmm. that just your new life? You mean like a no surgery? Or... No, like like she said, they reroute your intestines, this, that, and the other. So, in an ideal world, you just follow the dietary plan. Like you go home and you're doing liquid diets, and then you move on to soft, and you count your proteins and your fluids. Um, you're literally just doing protein in the beginning and it's like liquid and all it's a whole system. I didn't do it like that. Cause I ended up having comp- there's so the, what I'm saying is there's no extra procedures. If not, there's no complications. I had a stricture, which is basically the new, the new whole like enclosure they made with one of the, I don't know, med school. You could probably help me out with this. <laughs> The scar tissue got too yeah. thick, so they go in and put a balloon to stretch it out. They had to do that three times. And during that time, I was throwing up even even water. So I would go to the urgent care like once, twice a week and just go get fluids and vitamins. Like I was sick. I was working the whole time. I would just go there, sit in the corner, and they'd 
hook an IV up at me. Um, I mean, it was, I was a social worker during COVID, so I couldn't stop. Um, Yeah. I mean, even though with all my complications, I don't regret it. I feel so much better physically. Like if we just want to talk about like the physical aspect, I feel so much better physically. Like I'm taking pole classes and chair dancing classes. That's how I'm getting my exercise. I'm having fun with it. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And mentally, I'd say in a lot of like ways, I'm, it helps me too. Um, it made my, made my sex life better. My orgasm's better. <laughs> so let's go down that road. Um. So... I think because I'm so much smaller, because I literally lost a half of me, like exactly yeah. half of me. So I'm wow. like, I'm 139 today when I weighed myself. Um, so, I mean, positions increased dramatically, like had sex standing up, like standing up without any walls for the first time when I started to really lose weight. So that was that was a fun experience. Um, and, but everyone could go deeper and it's, it was easier. It's easier to hit my G spot. Like Mm -hmm. I can have some of the best orgasms just vaginally now. And before that was difficult. Um, I used to only come with like clip stimulation. I mean, obviously it would be better if I was getting, simulated in multiple areas no matter what size I was but that had to always be a factor now like I come with anal never did that before and I probably did more anal when I was bigger than I do now really why do you yeah. think that is like some of the other stuff that is you're it, saying is it, it resonates is it because like, it's yeah. easier to get is it easier to hold to get to I'm and sorry I'm even... I didn't quite hear all that Okay, is, I'm not trying to be mean or rude for anybody. That, <laughs> no, no, I but literally no, just because, didn't hear you. <laughs> no, no, I I know you didn't. But <laughs> do you think anal was more prevalent in your sex life back then because it was easier to get to your asshole physically? No. Um. No, I mean. I, I had no child. I was very flexible. Getting to my vagina was never a problem. Okay. Um, that was never a problem. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think now it just cock just touches me differently and my reaction to it's differently. I think almost my nerves are more sensitive if that, I don't know if that's even medically or science behind that, but I like, touching sensations are very different for me interesting i have no idea but like that's that's more along the lines of what i was asking in terms of why yeah. i think that is like i was I, like what you're saying about being able to hit your g-spot easier and like coming from internal internal stimulation in addition to external stimulation like that all that all makes sense to me but the now coming from anal more than you ever did then that one just like i don't know that could be a matter of anatomically just doesn't track the same way that the others do i can see how that is 
I can definitely see how that's no, because it's only been with one person that I've come anally with, okay. and it's just someone who sexually it's just it works out. We don't really we have very small dogs, do our thing, and just go on our way. Fair. Like, but it's always it's good. It's just there's yeah it works for us so I think it also had to do with him and then how hot the sex was that night too um but I think with all my trauma and everything and the weight like I would use sex a lot for emotional stability um and to feel wanted because I think as a on many levels from my childhood and from being a big girl I didn't feel wanted by society or even my mom so I looked for that and probably in all the wrong places most of my life, um, which probably got to me when I didn't feel like I was being nurtured in a relationship. I'd go fuck and all that stuff. Um, but I had some great sex. Men fucking love big women. There's a lot of men out there that love big women. Um, and there's a lot of fucking douchebags who I think we just wanted to fuck a big woman to like mark it off their like list or something. I will say big women do fucking great on my premium. They kill it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say I still give head like a fat bitch. (laughs) I don't lose the weight. Like, still on par. I check in with people. I'm like, so is it different? Is it better? Is it worse? I'm like, Brie, you give good head. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you just saying that? Because I I like constructive criticism. Hey, you're uh, never gonna get better without it, right? <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I want to go back to what I asked earlier. I wasn't trying to be yeah rude or offensive to anybody that felt that, but I can tell you, I've had com- it's the same conversation many times with many people, not coming from any kind of hurtful or rude place, but looking at like there's a couple that comes to mind. I'll leave it at that. But uh, a very big woman, very big woman and a very small man. I mean, naturally, you just have to look and think, like, how the fuck does that work? Physically, how does that work, like, sexually? Um, And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people's head goes there. And and if you have any insight to offer on that, I think they'd like to hear it. I don't think that would... I... Are there positions that are think... that were easier, like go to positions for you? Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I was trying to think like what was different. I'm just like figuring out my head. <laughs> yes, when I was bigger, um, not that I still don't like these positions. Um, doggy style and cowgirl were like the best positions for me. Um, and there's I still really like them but honestly my favorite position now because of the way is missionary the way people fucking just hit my g-spot differently there um and I mean the other positions are still great and I love being on top because I could just do what the fuck I want mm-hmm. <laughs> like the control for a minute um but yeah, there was definitely go to like now, like when I said I can do, I can fuck standing up. I mean, shower sex is easier. Um, there's just a lot of things that Has your endurance changed. Like, people, I'm sorry. Has your endurance like gone up? 
Oh, dramatically. And then I started work. So the guy I was sleeping with, my situationship, I called him before I slept with someone else. Um, he cheated? Like, no, I did. He still hasn't of seen me since then. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fucked him since May and pretty much just only him. Uh, I started working out intensively during that time. And I could just feel my cinema getting better during that. And prior to it, yes, my stamina got was a lot better as I got smaller because I'm not carrying all that weight. So there was a lot of less work that I was doing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can is that what you were trying to get at? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Can we get into how people treat you differently now too? Like how on a, are we talking on a completely non-sexual level uh, just in just no no day, right? i'll talk about sexual yeah, and it kind of will tie into society too um so and last winter i started i went back on tinder and my plan was to like just Jeez. date and have a good time and have some good sex like just you know do my thing and but, like, I actually this time would go out on dates. I'd make people buy, buy me dinner once or twice before I'd just, like, just come over and fuck me. So you were I was trying to be, like, in my 30s about casual sex, I guess. A valid thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, on Tinder. Sorry, but, you were on... um, so the loose skin. We got to talk about the loose skin thing. So, yes, I brought in a different demographic of men being smaller and I take professional photo shoots they're like my hobby um so those are most of my pictures on there so the best pictures of me uh but no I was very open with guys about it I would say like I had dramatic weight loss I have loose skin I know I know people won't be attracted to that um and then some guys are really polite about it and we're like that's not their thing some guys are like you know, like, I don't think that would be a problem for me. Um, and I met, I had great, like, some of the best sex in my life during that time. I think because I could do a lot more and men could do a lot more with me. And I mean, I'm much, I know what I want at this point in my life. Like, in my early 20s, I was still figuring it out. Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. You were on Tinder prior to your dramatic weight loss as well? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the type of people that I would attract on the dating apps when I was bigger, um, when, if I was in New York, it was definitely more like Hispanics and Blacks. And um, so, got, I mean, honestly, people of all walks in life and ethnicities, like, Do you men are just fucking horny bastards and... A lot of people like bigger okay, women. Bitch. So are you bitches. Settle down. <laughs> do you have, having lived that yourself, like, do you have any sense as to why that is? Because I feel like that is not an unrecognized or an, an uncommon stereotype. Um, would you? So the, the difference is, is when I was bigger, I was okay to fuck with a lot of these men. I was never okay to like go out on dinner or even think about having something emotional or if there was 
if we did vibe like as human beings and it did become like more of a situationship or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I would, I would never be in their life for the most part. Okay. Um, I, maybe it wasn't just my weight, but I always contributed to that. Cause if you look at the people they would openly date or casually date, you know, they weren't a big girl. That That's fair. I guess I was, I guess I was more so asking like from the perspective of that initial attraction, like you said, you know, the people that I would attract were most commonly this, like the initial matches or swipes or whatever, like, I I don't know, like having lived that yourself, did you get any sense as to like what they were looking for? Were they looking for something more serious or were they also looking for the same casual, like, casual sex to situationship that you were you know i i think when i was bigger they were just looking for casual sex maybe a hookup buddy i I think now that i've been smaller people have been more open to like actually trying to date me if that makes sense um because the thing is is when i can like my loose skin's not that bad yeah um and I can hide it really well. And I live in the Northeast, so it's always fucking cold. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And also losing half my body fat, like, I'm just frozen now. Like, I no longer make fun of skinny bitches who are always cold because I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like you have changed or your interests or, like, what you look for? and how how you approach these apps and the people who you swipe on do you feel like that has changed for you as well yeah I well I think because a lot of things happened in the last two years I got out of that abusive relationship I had more confidence um I knew I didn't want to date someone again 20 years older than me (laughs) so I definitely and I love having friends with benefits, booty calls with men in their 20s. Like that's men between like 24 and like 28. Like you're my booty call. Like we can smoke a joint. We have good sex. And like maybe you take my ACs out of the window. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But that's all you're good for. (laughs) Uh, but so I yeah, I'm trying to date people for the first time in my life or like fuck people casually that are around my age who are kind of in the same life spot as me um, and fuck and to fuck them. And I can say men that are divorcing in their 30s, fuck, like obviously clearly weren't having sex towards the end of their relationships. Oh, yeah. They're, it's fucking amazing. And I'm all about it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Divorced dads. Divorced dads. You would think that they would come with a lot of fucking baggage, man. They do. That's why my situationship and I are having our moment. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be divorced at 30-something, but it's another thing to be divorced with kids in the 30s. Like, that's just a whole other level of, I ain't got time for your shit. 
Yeah. Wow. I have PTSD. I'm a social worker. I like to fix people. (laughs) You have a vagina. You like to fix people. We get it. Yes, I do. I mean, my situationship, I'm the first person he slept with since his wife, who was he was with for 16 years. So I'm fixing some things. (laughs) Poor bastard. (laughs) But she's also giving him what his wife or his ex-wife wouldn't or wasn't. Probably why they're divorced. (laughs) Solid possibility. (laughs) Yeah, but... I fucked up by sleeping with someone else, even though we weren't exclusive, because his wife cheated on him, so I hit a nerve. Mm. Did he take you back after? Um, We haven't seen each other since then. I mean, we're talking. It's not like he's written me off, but he definitely, like, he's a fucking Leo, so he's just avoiding it. So... He's never listened to the Cheater Cheater Fucking Eater episode then, I guess. No, he. Li- I'm pretty sure he listened to that episode after... After you cheated? I did that. After, yes. I oh, guess we'll just call it like... cheating, even though we weren't exclusive, because I knew how bad it was going to hurt him. We'll just call it for what it is. <laughs> but you think that he listened after like, he already knew that it happened, or you think that he found out because of listening to that episode? Um, no, because I hadn't had slept with anyone by that episode. It was after. Um, I He knew about the episode, but he said he wasn't going to open. He didn't want to open a can of worms. And I have been very honest about who I am with him. And we just don't ask questions we don't want answers to. Yeah. But I think after I cheated, he went on and looked for it to listen to. Yeah, fair. Um, and now remind me or remind us um did uh, was this cheating all and and i like we don't have to get way into the cheating thing but was the cheating before the weight loss or after or both the cheating's been since i was in high school until present okay okay okay. i couldn't remember i'm sorry so it's it's it has (laughs) stayed with you through your weight loss journey Yes. Prior um, to and after. Yeah, I mean, so maintenance guy was, he's the guy I was sleeping with while I was still living with my ex, but we were separated. Um, we would, he was like 21, 22 at the time when we first met. Uh, we would fuck in parking lots because I lived with my ex and he lived with mom. <laughs> but, uh, and I, but now that I have my own place, he comes here sometimes. I haven't seen him in a while, but I was talking to him. He pretty much says we can do more positions, which, and he says he's definitely knows he can go deeper. Um, and he notices I'm more sensitive because I'm having more intense orgasms. And like, he's like, I've never seen you do that before. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's very different now. That's so curious to me. Like this whole, this whole aura of a more intense orgasm and like a more sensitive. I could totally see that. What, it, from what? Why? Easier to get to the to the nerves. Yeah, it just it hits my G spot differently. If that makes sense. 
Do you feel like, like it just there's so much when you're when you're overweight like that there's so much I guess fat between anything between your skin and any organ in your body is there not yeah, I suppose I mean that's how I, I mean would, maybe I'm just it's just me and it's not a common thing like um most of the people that I've known that've had this surgery are like my aunt's age or my aunt's both my aunts has it the surgery so i'm not going around like asking how's your g-spot doing (laughs) (laughs) so um like i know that you described being able to maybe come easier and come in different ways than before but when you say more intense like for me, when I think of more intense, I think of like stronger pulsations or longer or a combination of the two. Like, do, have you experienced that as well? Or when you say more intense, is that like like easier to come orgasms from different things that you're not used to being able to orgasm from in the past? Like, I'm. It's all of it. Yeah. Um, I think kind of combined. Um, but like the physical sensation. Um. It's like I can feel it in my whole body sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but and it just it lasts longer, and I feel like it goes on to like a ne- like the next level. Um, and in your, I think it's also I also like I'm I don't I think when I was bigger and when I was younger I would often just have sex to please my partner it wasn't all I I didn't always care about myself or demand to like be taken care of or anything like it was just more and I was also for a big part of that time undiagnosed bipolar so I was manic and hypermanic a lot so I just fucked to fuck um now I think it's a lot of things I think Physically, I'm smaller, so it's hitting differently. I can do more positions. I think I know what I like, so I'm not afraid to communicate that. So I think it's all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's definitely a physical component to it. Like, I've never squirted, but there's been times recently where I'm like, oh, it's going to happen. And then I think it's like a mental block with me, really. Like, I know physically I can do it at this point. It's just a complete mental thing for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just don't want the way I love sex. I don't. For me, it's like I don't want someone to have the pleasure of making me squirt because then I'll fucking get dick whipped, even if it's not the best dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally saving myself, <laughs> but I want to be able to do it to myself. So that's what I've been working on. Now that I'm not having sex right now because I'm in limbo, I've been figuring out how to make myself squirt. <laughs> Hell yeah, you should dick whip yourself. With your vibrator and your dildo. <laughs> um, all right, so then let's start to wind this down. The sex act of the week. You you touched on this briefly. I don't think you really, like you said, you enjoy mission. So, yeah, prior girl. to the weight loss, I think my favorite position would be doggy style or cowgirl because I could actually sometimes – have orgasms vaginally that way or i can control them more now that i'm smaller i like missionary like that's the position where i get the best orgasms i still like all the other ones but that 
the way my body is now, the how flexible I can be now, it's just the perfect one for me. Yeah. All right. Well. Do we have a toy? Yeah. Well, are you using any specific toy to master the squirting? Um, I have one of the rabbits. I forget which one it is. Um, I definitely got it off Adam and Eve. I could figure it out, but. I like it because it's waterproof, and I love fucking masturbating in the shower and in the bathtub. Like, that's you're, my thing. You're different in that <laughs> aspect, because I feel like most people do not like water and sexual things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but... she will, she'll send the link to me, and it'll be in the description below. <laughs> I also, because I can now find that I can come anally i do wear um a lot of anal plugs and stuff like that too now i didn't do that as much as before interesting yeah that is like during sex or outside of sex both sometimes when i masturbate sometimes um i'll wear it before someone comes over um you know different scenarios join out before he digs up in your asshole yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, one story, just because I don't think I gave you a good one for the last one, um, and this ha- has to kind of do with when I was manic and I was just fucking and fucking. I got in a freaking, like, kidnapper van with two guys, went up to the middle of nowhere where I'm living right now, and a blizzard, didn't have my car, had a threesome. And I fucking love DT. That night I was like, yeah, everything in all holes at all times. Wow. It was like six hours, complete strangers during a blizzard. But yeah, I used to do, like, I didn't care what kind of situations I was putting myself into. Um, but yeah, that's, and I was bigger then. And I mean, like I so? would do all types of crazy shit. She wasn't kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about that on Snap about girls putting them in risky situations. Yeah, yeah we're not going to go. No, we're not going to talk about it. I'm not allowed. I've been, been gag ordered on that one. Yeah, you have. Why? Because he's. Because I don't know how to articulate what I'm saying correctly. How about that? We'll just go with that. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. He hits nerves with me when we talk about this, and I'm like pretty Listen, chill. All I'm saying is it's always the victim's fault. Jesus, that's it. <laughs> that was a joke. It was, it was really, really, really a joke. Actually. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'll put it this way. Do you think it's a woman's fault when she goes back to a relationship and she's to get beaten more? I mean, I think... Uh, that's a really tough question. Um, fault? <laughs> I'm just trying... Like, I'm just putting it perspective. Sometimes I understand people the sickness behind it. How about just that? live like it's... I was actually telling um, someone this with all the trauma I've been through. I almost sometimes crave it. And I I know that's come up too. So I will put myself 
in situations to get that adrenaline rush, even if I end up safe the whole time. Interesting. I think, I think that that is, you know, equatable to like almost mental illness the way, the same way that, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things are, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that everyone in an abusive relationship is like mentally ill, but I think that, I think that that craving or like that wanting, like, I think that you can equate it to a lot of, a lot of people on the, on the side of abused physically in relationships, i.e. mostly women, they equate that abuse to love and the lack of that abuse they equate as a lack of love Mm -hmm. to say that I would blame them for going back like I don't know how to I don't even know how to answer that like is it a blame thing I but I do understand the 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 mental the mental fuckery and like behind it yeah I get why it's hard for people to walk away I do I don't there is never a situation like that where I sit there and say like what the fuck are you doing? Like, why haven't you, why haven't, why haven't you left yet? You know, like I get that there's a reason and this is a huge conversation and a huge topic. And yeah, I wasn't trying to go down the deep end with it. I was just trying to make the point. I think people who are raped sometimes put themselves in situations. Maybe they wouldn't have prior to their rape because the whole mentality around sexuality is different. I would never That's interesting. That. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting because I can leave us with a little story of domestic violence. Oh, boy. Okay. You don't know where I'm going with this? I don't know yet. I got a phone call. <laughs> Speaking of domestic violence, I got a phone call uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? From a friend that was like, Hey, you remember so and so? Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, of course." You know, I'm thinking she's calling me to talk business because I had talked to this guy about doing some business uh, in the last year or so. And she was like, "Oh, he's dead." I was like, "Oh, okay." And she was like, "Yeah, his girlfriend shot him twice in the chest with a double barrel shotgun last night," and I don't even know the dude like that. Like, I know him, but I don't know him like that. First thing I said, I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. He's probably beating on her. Like, I don't know him enough to be able to say, like, he was a wife beater, but it was obvious. Like, I don't know. Really stellar business partners that you're picking. I didn't say business partners. (laughs) I said somebody to do business with. Okay. It's not the same fucking thing. I don't know the fucking guy. For you to think that right off the bat, that's how bad the the problem is. Well, I mean, it turned out. That I was right. 100%. Yeah. She killed him in self-defense, um, and she was not arrested. And oddly enough, her, this one and I, med school and I, um, I had never met the girlfriend, honestly, but we ran into this dude in the last year in a restaurant, and he was with her. He was with his girlfriend, and we sat there and, like, were introduced and we talked for a second couldn't tell you what the bitch looks like or anything about the bitch no and they probably couldn't tell you anything about me because it was you and the dude talking and the girl and i were like all right like nah, they were probably like my fucking they meal. were probably like that dude that dude pulls nice ass <laughs> oh, they probably remember you real well um 
But yeah, no, it's like, uh, you know, that you don't end up shot for your first time abusing somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's been going on for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Let's you. stop making assumptions <laughs> about things that we don't know about. That's how I feel. I don't know why this was, like, your happy note to end this podcast on. I just because thought it was like... fucking weird. <sighs> you gotta be careful. <gasps> Bitches are crazy. That was my point. Protect yourself. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this was a good one. I feel like I had more to say, but... I would 1,000%. If I was ever going to do a... a podcast on sexual assault and rape which i am not if i was i would totally have you back on but i am not going down that road no it's it's an intense road because everyone experiences any type of trauma differently and how someone experiences and how it affects their life it's not right or wrong everyone has their like i know some of my as bad as some of my friends and they've dealt with it better than me and that's completely fine. But yeah, I, think, I wouldn't go down it. As someone who has a lot to say in the topic, I wouldn't go down there. Very well said. <laughs> I, I can tell you, like, there's a lot of truth to what you just said because there were a lot of different opinions that have been coming in in the last week and a half, two weeks pertaining to this topic. One woman wrote in about her own assault. A couple women wrote in about their own assault. Then a day later went in on somebody else on their story and then a day later changed their own goddamn story to agreeing with something completely different. So it was it's kind of a mind fuck from my position because I gotta read it all and see it all. And I have an opinion, obviously, but I'm not like apparently it's not allowed to have it. Not that it's a bad <laughs> opinion, but I I think it just comes sometimes it can come out wrong. But Yeah, I think that I think that you just like you said, I think that articulating Yes. Yeah, like eloquently articulating how you feel and yes. the way that you feel is where there's like a little bit of a disconnect. And like, I know that you don't mean disrespectful things, but I think that sometimes like it could be misinterpreted that way. That's why and we're not going to go down that road. Yes. <laughs> that seems like my whole life. <laughs> I just, I don't have a filter, like maybe a little bit at work, but it's just like a little 10% filter. <laughs> oh my God. The filter at work. Let's not go there. <laughs> no easy way around that. Just don't get, don't have a job. This week, this week, I will, I will, I will leave people on this. Actually, I think that this is a much better way to leave the podcast. This week at your at work, um, drinking urine came up, and um, one of my colleagues was like, "That's lethal! Like you can't do that! Like that would kill someone! Like I can't believe that! I can't believe that someone would be doing this! They would, they would, they're gonna die! They would die!" And um. I perhaps a little too rapidly. She was just like, said ta-da and put her hands in the air. No, perhaps a little too rapidly. I was like, no, <laughs> no, they won't. Like it, they're, they're fine. <laughs> oh, if I were facing my, I probably would have gone over there and gave you a hug. And I was like, we just became friends. <laughs> I don't think that they picked up on it, but uh, 
Um, but but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't help myself. My knee jerk was very rapid. Like, no, they're fine. <laughs> well, it's fine. I think we figured out she has a boring or he has a boring sex life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not or no sex life. All right. Well, why don't you go drink some pee? <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Somebody's a drink in. All right, yeah. Let's get out of here before my computer dies and the bar closes. Um, it's Black Friday. Hope everyone ate some fucking turkey or whatever the fuck. And I hope at least some of you got trampled at Walmart because if you were there, you deserve it. So until next week, which will be an episode all about the fact that I was married and all about my marriage. That'll be up next week. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Bumbles, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed. I'm looking forward to the hundredth episode, just so you guys know. Oh Oh, god. I'm I'm not. I have no idea where it's going right now. So we we have put all this pressure on ourselves to make it like above and beyond and it's like i we have no idea what we're doing i'm gonna just have my mom on and be like hey (laughs) she's gonna be like what the fuck do you want (laughs) all right all right thank you guys have a good night remember always be a good girl for daddy bye